0: With Autism Spectrum Disorder, prevalence rates are at their highest levels of 1 in 68 children under 17. New research is vital in the understanding of this disease. Researchers across the nation are working collaboratively on several projects like SPARC and the study of baby teeth. The Center for Autism Research in Philadelphia is at the forefront of several research projects. You're listening to Reach MD I'm Paul Rukuski, your host, and with me today is Robert Schultz, PhD, Director of the Center for Autism Research, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Welcome, Dr. Schultz. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So for our audience, can you give us a little bit of a background on your professional life?
1: So um, I am a career researcher uh, in the field of autism. My training's in uh, both psychology and neuroscience and I've also been involved in uh, genetic studies, um, and I direct, as you mentioned, the Center for Autism Research at CHOP.
0: So CAR, as it's affectionately known, does a lot of different research, and I know you have many different programs that you're involved with, some both nationally and locally. Can you talk about the SPARC program?
1: So SPARC is a new national collaborative uh, between the Simons Foundation, which is a large um, organization in the field of autism research, uh, and 21 different research centers uh, spread across the country. It's only in the United States. And the goal of SPARK is to engage and recruit 50,000 families uh, who uh, have a child with autism uh, to uh, aid and push forward the discovery of the causes of autism and effective treatments.
0: So you said that there's 50,000... 000 patients that you're trying to enroll in the, in the project, what, what is the goal when you have 50,000 patients enrolled? What, are you looking, what kind of information are you looking to gather?
1: So the, the, the primary focus of the SPARK project right now is to understand uh, genes and genetic factors that give risk to autism. Um, and even though we are studying 50,000 individuals with autism, both children and adults, uh, we're also studying family members. So We hope to be able to enroll both uh, biological parents if they're available. So the total sample will actually be 150,000 individuals. We have learned uh, over the last 20 to 30 years that, you know, autism has multiple causes. Uh, We've always uh, known that for some families it runs in the family, for others it it doesn't seem to, Um, but the data has always indicated a, a, a strong genetic component. Not that genes are all of the, uh, of the cause, but certainly they're a, a big part of it. So the Spark project is we've learned from other fields, such as the study of um, degenerative disorders, such as Alzheimer's, that in order to really understand the full array of autism causes, we need to have really big samples, such as the one we're doing here, which is 50,000. Um, that's because many of the causes are going to be small, that by themselves they just have a tiny effect, and you just can't detect them with smaller samples.
0: So with the genetic analysis, what specific information are you looking for?
1: So we're looking to identify uh, all of the genes that could be considered uh, risk genes. Uh, Some of those risks are are great and some of them are small. It's the small ones that are particularly hard to find. Um, They're either small and they can operate in lots of people or they're small and they're rare, in, in which case they only affect certain people.
0: So this kind of research is very new. Why do you think this is going to be the next step in autism research?
1: The goal of you know, our center and, and the SPARC project is always to uh, figure out how to advance treatment for kids with autism. We know that autism is you know, a function of, of differences in the brain, um, and, and we know that genes create the brain. So it makes sense to try to identify genetic factors that give risk to autism because they become kind of a spotlight for us and, and we, can, we can look at what parts of the biology of the brain are giving rise to autism. Until we can understand the biology of autism, we can't necessarily create new treatments that are biologically based. Uh, we're, we're in the dark. We, we need the genetic spotlight to say, hey, it's this kind of protein or this kind of uh, interaction between neurons or this kind of architecture within systems in the brain that is different in autism, and that'll give us ideas about how to make changes.
0: So the study itself for the 50,000 patients, are you looking at comparators of gender as well as ethnic backgrounds?
1: Sure. So the, the SPARC study accepts uh, you know, all, all genders and all ethnic backgrounds, and in fact, that will help us uh, really uh, define the, the total set of genetic contributors. It, it'll be impossible to do without being inclusive. Um, and, and a very important question is the one you raise: is, is gender. Uh, we know that females are less often uh, affected by autism, um, and we don't know why. Um, we know that the genetics of autism are likely similar in, in females and males, uh, but there seems to be um, almost some sort of protective fa- uh, factor. So understanding what that protective factor is in females is, it could be really important for uh, providing clues as to what kinds of treatments we should enact. Uh, in other words, if if we understood why females are more protected, uh, that might suggest uh, treatments that would help all people.
0: And the patient population you're looking for, this is based in the United States currently, or is this a global initiative?
1: Currently, it's just in the United States. It's any individual with autism who's been diagnosed with autism by a professional. And I should add, this is um, completely an online strategy. Um, Oftentimes families engage in research and they have to come to the hospital or to a lab uh, and and that creates some biases. It's not easy for families necessarily to to do that. So in this approach Mm -hmm. we're asking families to uh, complete Mm -hmm. some forms online and actually um, the way that they donate uh, genetic material is just through Mm -hmm. saliva that they mail back to the Simons Foundation uh, for genetic analyses.
0: And so you're not only looking for individuals diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder, but you're also looking for siblings that may not be on the spectrum as well as parents uh, to provide their genetic material. That's correct,
1: and that's important because we know that some of the causes of autism are genetic mistakes that happen only for that individual. Um, that when genes replicate, sometimes they make errors. And sometimes those errors are passed on to you know, specific individuals but aren't found in the family. Uh, other times there are small risk factors that are part of the family background. And, and so we need to differentiate those two different kinds of causes.
0: So when you're looking at the genetic analysis for these individuals that you're getting samples from, are you also looking at it in the context of where they are located in the United States knowing that environmental factors greatly differ depending on where you're at uh, around the country, and that could be a precipitating factor as well with the environmental factors.
1: You're absolutely correct. That's a great point. Um, we will know the current residents of all the families in, in the study, and uh, by engaging in, in the Spark endeavor, families are asked if we can recontact them for future research. Uh, the, the genetic analysis is, is thought to be maybe the in in a longer partnership. Um, And there are good strategies now for understanding uh, environmental risk based on the exact location of where uh, the mother was living uh, while the child was developing. Um, That is not the the current emphasis of this first phase of SPARC, but this SPARC program is being started uh, and envisioned as uh, a larger endeavor that can exist across time to answer lots of other questions.
0: If you're just joining us, you're listening to REACH MD. I'm your host, Paul Rukuski, and I'm speaking with Dr. Robert Schultz. We're talking about nationwide autism research projects. So we just talked about SPARK. I want to turn our attention to another program that CAR is involved with, a national consortium studying baby teeth of younger siblings of patients already diagnosed with autism. Can you tell us a little bit about that study?
1: This is part of a very recently funded uh, National Institute of Health Initiative called Environmental Influences on Child Health and Outcomes, or ECHO for short. Uh, This is a consortium of 10 different sites spread across the United States. Uh, The lead site is actually the A.J. Drexel Autism Institute here in Philadelphia. Um, The goal of this study is to examine baby teeth for trace elements of chemicals that might be risk factors for autism. The 10 sites who are involved in this are all leading sites in the field of baby-sibling autism research. Uh, There's about a 20-fold increased risk for autism in a family if there's already one child with autism. And so by studying younger siblings, we can understand how autism might unfold in early development. The ECHO program is leaning on these baby-sib centers uh, because we already have studied about 2,000 babies uh, who are at risk for autism, and it makes it easier for us to go back and request from families uh, baby teeth that they may have saved. And in often cases, families do save these teeth.
0: Are you collecting the teeth from individuals that are diagnosed with autism, or just their siblings?
1: So right now, we're studying we're studying the uh, the, the teeth of the babies who are diagnosed with autism.
0: And also, this now new study is asking for a younger sibling of that individual diagnosed to send in their T, so you have a comparator.
1: Correct. We're, we're able to compare both uh, individuals who go on to have autism and, and those who don't.
0: So you mentioned 2,000 patients. Is that specifically what CAR has been working with, or is that overall from the 10 sites that are involved with this study, is uh, 2,000?
1: Right. This is overall from the 10 sites. Um, each of these sites has, has a variety of different projects where they've engaged families with baby siblings. And now we're going back to that resource because it's an effective and efficient way to ask these questions about environmental exposures.
0: And is there a specific goal on how many patients you would like involved in the younger sibling baby teeth program?
1: Well, we estimate, um, when I say uh, 2,000, we actually estimate that there will be about 1,700 baby siblings. Uh, and on average, 20 or 25% of those will go on to have autism.
0: So what is the ultimate goal of studying all the, all the teeth, what, what kind of information do you think you're going to be able to garner out of this research?
1: There's new research uh, which enables us to use methods to actually look for trace elements of chemicals. Some of these ke- chemicals are like DDT, organic uh, choline pesticides. Others are PCBs. Uh, other research, epidemiological research, has suggested that these can be risk factors, um, but they've really never been studied at the individual level. Um, And it's hard to do it. Uh, Unlike genes, which you can ask an individual for a sample of their blood or saliva at any point in their lives, and you can understand what genes they have and identify which ones might be risk factors, environmental exposures are a bit trickier because they often happen at one point in time. And if you're not there to witness the exposure, you you might not be able to measure it. Um, The teeth are kind of a, a permanent record. Uh, of kinds of exposures you experience over the lifetime of of that tooth. Uh, And so baby teeth in particular are very important. Um, In fact, the way we understand autism is a neurodevelopmental disorder. So we're really only interested in in exposures that happen very early in life. Uh, We're not sure, but we tend to believe that it's exposure um, in the womb when the baby is developing. But it could be early in life as well.
0: So if this is relatively new, you obviously don't have any kind of data yet to show results of what's been done thus far.
1: No. In fact, this, um, uh, this program of research was just announced as being funded by the NIH a, a few weeks ago. So we're now just getting organized. Um, progress should happen quickly. It's designed to be a, a two-year program of research. Um, And as I've said, it's efficient because we're taking advantage of of groups who already have enrolled many families who would uh, be recruited.
0: So for both of these studies that uh, we've been talking about, since it sounds like patients don't have to come into a doctor's office or go to a hospital, that this is something that they can literally mail in their teeth or mail in a genetic sample for analysis under the SPARC program, how would someone get involved if they wanted to.
1: So for the ECHO program, uh, the 10 different sites are going to be contacting uh, families who have already participated. There's no way to proactively get involved. For the Spark program, um, we're looking for new families um, and, and we need 50,000. So it's a, it's a fairly large task. Uh, there's a couple ways to get involved. Uh, one way is to go to the home website, which is www sparkforautism.org For the SPARK program for families who would like to participate through our site at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, uh, you can send us an email at autism at email.chop.edu uh, you, There is also information on our homepage which is the Center for centerforautismresearch.org Center for Autism Research all one word.
0: Well thank you very much Dr. Schultz for joining us today Thank you, it's my pleasure My thanks again to my guest, Robert Schultz, Ph.D., Director of the Center for Autism Research, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. We've been discussing autism spectrum disorder. Be sure to visit our website at reachmd.com, featuring podcasts of this and other series. I've been your host, Paul Rukuski, and thank you for listening.